Welcome to All Talk Oncology. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. And again, we have an excellent show for you today. When you think about nutrition, depending on what you eat, it can have a huge impact on not only your mood, but also depending on what you eat, it can give you energy or make you sluggish. We have access here in the U.S. to so much food and different options at that. And you think about our choices, those choices are endless. But how does nutrition affect your cancer treatments? Does it affect it? And if it does affect your treatments, would your current diet regimen sustain you through treatments? So let us tune in to Dr. Peter Ash as he discusses nutrition and cancer. So welcome to All Talk Oncology. We have a special guest with us today. He's highly respected in his industry. He's board certified in internal medicine, hematology, and medical oncology. Please let us welcome Dr. Peter Ash to our show today. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you very much. Um, uh, really um, appreciate you chatting with me today. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Dr. Ash. I see you're so active out there today, you know, in, in the community. And I see you on major mainstream media out there talking about the awareness and on some of the things that cancer patients go through. And that's what's needed right now. And I, I think a lot of people so appreciate that from you. So to me, it's an honor to have you on our show, Dr. Ash. And I would like to say, Dr. Ash, for those that are listening, Maybe you can give a little bit about your credentials and your background and how you arrived to this point. Yes, thank you. Yes, as you say, this is a very important topic, uh, nutrition and cancer, and it's a topic that is so underappreciated and uh, undertreated even in, in cancer patients, uh, where it's one of the most important aspects of their lives. So we'll, we'll talk about that a lot. At this point, I'm um, an MD-PhD. I was uh, originally trained in Hungary, Europe, where I come from. After that, after finishing medical school, I came to the United States. And I worked uh, six years in the National Cancer Institute doing uh, cancer research. Besides my MD, I also received a PhD degree in uh, cancer biology and molecular biology. After my tenure at the National Cancer Institute, I decided to go on and go back to clinical work. I did an internship and residency in Cleveland at the Cleveland Clinic Health System, after which I did a fellowship at the Georgetown uh, University Medical Center in Washington, D.C. Then for the next 10 years, I've been working in community oncology, uh, seeing patients from all walks of life and all types of diseases, medical oncology, benign and malignant hematology, and I have uh, treated thousands and thousands of people at this point, my main focus is uh, cancer and nutrition and addressing the complications that cancer patients face, especially nutrition-wise and also from chemotherapy, with a scientifically proven natural ingredient in sure. the diet. Wow. Wow, Dr. Asher, you've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you know, you're all over from Hungary all the way down here to the U.S. Yeah. And, just, and being... Cancer being the focus the entire time, huh? Yes, yes. My my mom uh, was a pediatrician, pediatric oncologist, and even 
as a very young child, I was exposed to diseases, cancer, malignant diseases through her. I visited frequently the wards where children with leukemia uh, were treated, and, and it really touched me at a very young age. Wow. And I think that determined that determined my whole you know life after that. Sure. Wow, as you're already set at a young age, and we so need you in this industry, and, and thank you for that. And thank you for the background. That's a long list. You know? yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so talk to us. You know, Dr. Ash, I'm sure you've seen so much. People, a lot of people are afraid, Dr. Ash. When, you know, you get diagnosed with cancer, and you go, oh, my goodness. And, oh, we're going to see the medical oncologist where chemotherapy and everything else is given. And, Oh, it's just overwhelming. And to think you don't know much about chemo and what that's going to happen in your hair. And am I going to lose weight? And all these different things that are just thrown at you, Dr. Ash. And so, yes. you know, walk us through some of the things that a cancer patient may be going through and maybe can help them with this process. Absolutely. Cancer diagnosis is always devastating. And uh, people you know, know and hear a lot about cancer and full of the media, social media, everywhere, but they still don't have enough information. And of course, there's all different types of cancers. Some of them are, are more aggressive than others. Some of them is actually a death sentence, if you will, and some are not. And people need information. And I think one of the problems is the lack of good information, even when they see a doctor. So my, uh, my uh, the way I was always approaching a patient is give them all the information they need to know about the specific disease and the treatment and the possibilities. Cancer by itself is really scary, but then facing chemotherapy and all the, what I would call collateral damage that it causes, all the side effects and complications of chemotherapy is even worse sometimes. So I think full disclosure of what one can expect is very important. And this is, again, bringing us back to nutrition, where nutrition is, unfortunately, a very neglected area of cancer treatment. My approach has always been a holistic approach, treating the whole patient. In fact, many times treating the whole family, but not just physically, but also mentally, psychologically, socially, frequently, and with nutrition. And uh, therefore, talking about nutrition with the patient is, is extremely very important. And at the same time, it's very often neglected because of time constraints and other things that happen. Absolutely, Dr. Ash. And I thank you for bringing that up. And I would like to dive into that because nutrition, we don't really get taught that too much in schools. You learn the little basics. This is a carb or protein. But as far as what to eat and how to have good health and promote that, I think that piece is lacking because it's not even mainstream, which is sad. And so we get to this point with you, and you talk about nutrition. Maybe expand on that a little bit and some of the things that you've seen and why you educate on that. Yes, it's very interesting talking about nutrition, which is one of the oldest areas of medicine and also one of the newest, in a, way, in a sense. 2,500 years ago, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Mm. And that has been holding water for 2,500 years. Nevertheless, the nutritional studies and really delving deep into the reasons, the causes, the necessities of nutrition hasn't happened until the last 20, 30 years. 
So nowadays, we know much more as science is improving of what to eat, why to eat, and the studies have, have multiple, and now we have thousands and thousands of studies on specific nutritional ingredients for specific causes like cancer for a certain side effects or to protect certain organs like the liver, the nerves, the heart. There's more and more studies. So it is actually a field of science that is very ancient, but it's also very new. And the data are becoming overwhelming. Yes. Now, as you mentioned, it's really not taught very well in medical school. It's, it's a little bit neglected. And I think that's a, a big problem. Also, unfortunately, Doctors, even oncologists, do not have time to delve too much into nutrition, and they rely a lot on, on nutritionists and nutrition nurses, which is wonderful. But as I said, there's so much data out there that needs to be known and understood that is very, very overwhelming. Absolutely. And so talk to us about that. You get a patient in here, most of us, even here in the U.S., we go through a cycle of different schooling, right? We Elementary, we go to junior high, and then from junior to high school. And so nutrition is not necessarily something that we really get a grasp on. So let's fast forward. We get diagnosed with cancer. We come in and we see Dr. Ash. We're kind of, if I can say, I mean, we're freaked out and going, okay, Dr. Ash, I don't know what I should be doing. Am I going to lose weight? What's happening? Talk to me about what I need to do nutrition-wise. Yes. I think at that point, we need to distinguish between someone who just was diagnosed with a cancer, like that's uh, curable, that they may need chemotherapy, or someone who has been losing weight, a lot of weight over the last six months, a year, and has more advanced disease. Those are very, very different, okay. but they all need nutritional supplementation. So, for example, if somebody comes with an early-stage disease, colon or breast cancer, which is basically curable, they still need a special nutrition for a few reasons. One is the patients with cancer do not make a certain nutritional ingredients like essential amino acids same way as uh, healthy people do. At the same time, the demand is much higher. Also, they usually lack uh, essential vitamins and electrolytes, micronutrients that needs to be supplemented. And this supplementation has to go through chemotherapy to improve their quality of life and to decrease treatment side effects, to improve the outcome of treatment. Everybody will lose muscle mass. Uh, through a treatment, even uh, patients with curable disease. And we can talk about this a little later because I think muscle mass and muscle wasting is one of the most important things. And for that reason, patients on chemotherapy, regardless of how, uh, what stage their disease is, they do need high-quality protein to support their muscles to prevent muscle wasting because loss of muscle mass is associated with increased mortality even in patients with curable disease. Now, when I see somebody with a stage 4 disease that's already losing weight, that's a totally different ballgame. They already have very low protein in the blood. They already are missing a lot of very important vitamins and micronutrients. The GI system is frequently very problematic with leaky guts. And through those leaky guts, which can come from the cancer or chemotherapy, and the vicious cycle that the cancer patients face in regard to nutrition 
that needs to be addressed. Also, there's the issue of, of, of sugar that we always face. And whenever I see a patient, they would always ask me, what's with sugar? Is sugar causing cancer? Does sugar feed cancer? Right. And no, sugar does not cause cancer per se, but it does feed it. Mm. Cancer, typically, cancer cells are not able to metabolize protein and fat, and they readily use sugar. That's why we use sugar, radioactive sugar, to stage cancer in PET scans because the cancer masses, they, they just gobble up the sugar and they light up on the PET scan. There's a reason for that. Cancer loves sugar. Cancer <laughs> thrives on sugar. There is also data that if you withdraw sugar from cancer cells and you use a high-protein, high-fat, what's called a ketogenic diet, then cancer cells die. Wow. There's newer evidence last couple of years that colon cancer gets more aggressive with, uh, with sugar. There's um, a group in Belgium that they did a long nine-year study and they actually found that fructose, which is a readily convertible between glucose and fructose in the body, in the cancer cells, does actually induce an oncogene called RAS, R-A-S, oncogene, that makes cancer more aggressive. Is that, so that, and there's a, more, is that a cell? So you're talking about this fructose uh, or the sugar, it creates a, a cell that feeds off of that? Is that what you're saying? Well, already there's a cancer cell. The study showed that sugar, so fructose or glucose, it's basically the same thing because they convert back and forth. Basically, sugar induces a gene in the cell that's already a cancer cell that makes it more aggressive. Wow. And if they become more aggressive, they will grow faster. They will metastasize. They move to other organs and then becomes stage four or metastatic cancer. So it makes cancer more aggressive. There's many, many data. So we always talk about a low sugar diet. Of course, you cannot have no sugar, mm-hmm. and that's not even the point. The point is to avoid those what's called sugar surges that will cause these problems, that will increase the insulin, which is also a growth factor and could be a growth factor for cancer cells, and to avoid those. The brain and the heart, does not. they do need sugar. So sugar is important, but not in surges that an ice cream bowl would would, <laughs> would do or a nutritional supplement that most supplements out there, they're full of sugar or maltodextrin, which basically readily breaks down to sugar and then will cause those sugar surges that we would like to avoid. And, so and these that, are the things. Yes. No, I apologize, Dr. Asher. And, and how important is this, right? Because prior to any of the patients and my listeners getting cancer, it was business as usual. We're out here, we're enjoying our gelatos or whatever it may be. Sugar intake is we're not monitoring that, just living our life as is. And so now chemotherapy and we're here, we're at this point. And so changing our diet at this point, how important, so you're saying this is extremely important because now you've been diagnosed So a change of diet, a change in how we go about our daily life is extremely important. Is that what we're kind of talking about here? Yes. When you have cancer, when you have cancer treatment, it is very important. It basically should be part of a treatment regimen, a proper diet that has high protein, good protein, low sugar or no added sugar and proper vitamins, electrolytes, micronutrients, and other things like probiotics, maybe some digestive enzymes and all that. Yes, it should be part of the treatment regimen. 
for many, many reasons. And especially when someone has already lost weight and they are into this vicious cycle. Cancer patients, uh, they face a combination of many, many problems that create this vicious cycle. I just want to elaborate on that a little bit. And this cycle needs to be broken. Mm. And the key element of breaking this cycle is nutrition. Cancer weight loss is a multifactorial condition. There is inflammation, severe muscle wasting, as I mentioned, with or without wasting of, of, of fat. So they may not lose their fat, but the muscle is going to decrease significantly. And this dyscahexia or, or cancer weight loss, it actually happens 50 to 80% of cancer patients. Wow. It is an independent predictor of treatment failure and decreased survival. So it's something that needs to be addressed. That's why it has to be part of the treatment. And this is what's underappreciated you know, nowadays. So explain that. that. What is that, Dr. Coaxia? You, you're mentioning that. What is that exactly? Yeah, cachexia is, is a, a cancer weight loss, which is characterized by, you know, mostly muscle wasting with or without wasting of fat with additional problems like inflammation, uh, decreasing of the immune system, the GI system gets messed up. And these will all contribute to nutritional deterioration and into this vicious cycle. And this process will further weaken the immune system cause further inflammation, infection, weakness, debility, metabolic changes all over the body, and they collectively will increase fatigue, diminish quality of life, and ultimately demise, ultimately demise. So to improve nutrition, to breaking this cycle, rebuilding muscle mass, strength, supporting the immune system, decreasing inflammation, these are the goals that one has to achieve with proper nutrition, which, which has to be targeted. Yeah. There are many, many studies that show that if you just feed normal nutrition to cancer patients, it's not going to help. They're not going to gain weight. It has to address the problems, the, the inflammation, the immunity, the leaky guts, the GI problems and all. And that's how you break this cycle. And that will hopefully enable us to treat the underlying malignancy better, of course, with the ultimate goal of eradicating the disease. So that that's pretty interesting, right? Because you said eighty percent of the people come in, and this is what they go through. Yeah, throughout their their course, 80, fifty to eighty percent will develop some sort of cancer, cachexia, or cancer weight loss. Forty percent of cancer patients die of cachexia. Wow! From malnutrition. Wow! It's a big number. Absolutely, and I, I yeah. like your approach because you come in, and I. I've been doing this 20 years as a therapist. I see the patients and they come in and I've seen them kind of deteriorate in some instances and it's not pretty. I can only imagine what's going through it because if I put myself in their shoes, I'm going, wow, there's so much that's coming at me right now. I'm thinking about chemo that I have to do this and what's happening. And then now it's a change in lifestyle and nutrition about something that I may not have ever known about. And so now this education is coming right at that point. So people with weight loss and how they're going through treatments, and sometimes they have to go on break and things like that. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Seeing people uh, losing weight and not being able to do anything about it is extremely frustrating. And this is what got me started in this venture or adventure, if you will, uh, to 
found this new company because I've seen so many people losing weight and I just couldn't find any proper supplements that was out there. Because most supplements that were out there and that were being promoted are 50% sugar, very high sugar. Uh, their protein is soy-based, which is GMO. They didn't have enough concentration of vitamins. It's just not good supplements. I've seen people developing severe side effects and all that. And there was nothing on the market that would give them a good quality protein with no added sugar and the proper additional ingredients. And that's what made me decide that we need to do something. And I decided to go out and design a supplement that scientifically formulated based on clinical data and has all the necessary ingredients, high quality, non-GMO, and at the same time, avoiding ingredients like sugar that should not be there for a cancer patient. That is remarkable because everything we see, like I said, I've seen these supplements that come in and out of the hospitals or, or people taking in the fitness industry. And you look at some of the sugars that are in there and then you talk about, wow, why would you do that if sugar is what feeds cancer? I guess that shows a little bit of kind of the disconnect that people have understanding. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's yeah, disconnect or ignorance or knowledge. I may probably, I think it's a combination of all the above mm. and the time, time constraints. Unfortunately, with today's medicine, doctors are pushed for time so much. And the cancer patient would need a long time to talk to to educate, to talk to them about all kinds of things they can expect. It's a very complicated problem. And then there's no time for nutrition. So I think it's a combination of all the above, but definitely there is a disconnect. When you talk about vitamin supplementation and nutrition, is there something that makes life easy for us, for the patients that are going through this? What is it that you're telling your patients that helps them out to kind of get over that? My approach to nutritional support, and that's why I founded the company I founded, Nutronco, is to make the research for the patients. I mean, the patients are overwhelmed as they are, yes. and then they go online trying to see nutrition, trying to see what they have to, and they are hit by thousands and thousands of articles and blogs and all kinds of things. Some of them are relevant, some of them are inadequate, some of them are uh, just irrelevant or just wrong. And they, they're lost. So what I decided to do is make the research for the patient to make it easy for them to make sure that everything that I say or I put in my supplement is clinically proven, scientifically proven, and make an all-in-one supplement that is based on research, clinically proven, safe, also safe with chemotherapy and radiation yes. and beneficial for the patient. And then they do not need to do the research. And it's, of course, much cheaper to have all-in-one ingredient, all-in-one supplements, because if you buy 20, 30 ingredients separately, the cost is, it can be sky high as opposed to just one supplement that has all the necessary ingredients in the proper concentration. So that is my approach. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing because I tell you what, I've seen where 
patients come in and they're just overwhelmed. And so know that, you know what, there's a supplement out here that can help get them through to minimize some of the side effects. Am I saying that correctly? To minimize some of the, maybe the side effects that they're going through or keep or sustain them in such a way that they go through treatment successfully. Is that correct statement on my part? Yes. Basically, uh, we address the problems that they face, including the muscle wasting, including gut health, including immune boosting, organ protection, you know, liver, heart, nerve, because chemotherapy and cancer itself has side effects. And those side effects accumulate. And then you have to decrease the dose and skip dose or cannot finish all the treatments. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's clearly known that your longevity, life expectancy, and cure is much higher if you can finish the proper treatment with the proper dosing. If you need dose reduction, skipping treatments, or stopping early, your cure rate is significantly lower. So other than improving quality of life and all kinds of things we talked about, our goal is also to improve the outcome. Ah, absolutely. That is, to me, it's so wonderful to know that this is being tackled on this end, Dr. Ash, and that you're doing that because for a patient that's going through all of these treatments, the last thing you want to do is get stopped, right? I've seen it, right? You have patients that come in and they have to go on a break because of whatever the situation may be. And you're going, oh, I don't want to lose the momentum. If I'm stopping, is that how is that going to affect my treatment? Then it's it's a whole different type of psychological thing that takes place. And so, in order to have the mindset to get through these treatments and to know that I'm being proactive, there's a supplement out there that can help me to maintain uh, my course of treatment. It's so wonderful, Doctor Ash. I just want to say thank you, just because oh, you're, you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. And so I think the point you just made is a very, very important point. People who are diagnosed with cancer and they got hit by this terrible news and then chemotherapy, they're so overwhelmed. Yes. Their whole world falls apart and they are totally out of control. So other than improving nutrition, I also would like to provide them with a little bit of a sense of control mm. in terms of contributing to their health, to their quality of life, to their diet with the proper nutrition. And that really goes a long way, not just physically, but also mentally. That is, I tell you, it's a wonderful thing. Now tell me, since you have this product, you have this all-in-one, you, you have this, not only do you take the medical approach, but you also address the nutrition. How are your patients faring through their treatments of chemo and things like that? Talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing. Well, so far we've had thousands of patients taking our uh, Power Onco supplement, and uh, they are extremely happy with that. What we see, and of course we are doing official studies as well to evaluate outcomes in many different ways, what we have been seeing is uh, quality of life getting better, energy is better, going through treatments without interruption. We had several patients, and we do have some testimonials available, that basically uh, we had a lady who went through treatment for breast cancer without their children noticing it. She didn't even lose her hair and all that. And the children never noticed that she was on chemotherapy for four or five months. Wow. And we also see improvements in blood counts, even without growth factor support. We see people doing better with red blood cells, white blood cells, 
Specifically, we had a patient who, because of religious reasons, could not have blood transfusion. And uh, once we started taking our supplementary blood, normalized. And when she stopped it, it went down again. And then it returned to normal once she restarted. So that's kind of the ultimate proof of something. You know, Absolutely. you stop it, then you restart it. And, and it was really, really exciting. Of course, this one is an anecdotal story or data, but it, we do see this. We also have had several patients that were on the brink of death after losing 60, 80 pounds, and they couldn't walk. They were bedridden. And after just a few days of, of using our supplement, they started to eat much better, and they gained their weight back and went back to walking and uh, uh, normal quality of life. So we do see the improvement a lot, basically, all the time. And it, it helps us you know, validate what we're doing and, and gives us further. We still have a long ways to go to make sure that doctors realize the importance of nutrition and they utilize it the, the way uh, we'd like to. Because it's very important to start these uh, supplements up front. It's ah. so much more difficult to treat Somebody lost so much weight and they're already debilitated. It's so much more difficult to use it then than up front and preventing those problems, all those muscle wastings and all. You know, Dr. Ash, I, I can't express that enough either. I think knowing when you kind of educate the patient and arming them with what they need to do, it kind of gives them that, that, as you talked about, that sense of power control to say, hey, I can do this. This part, I can make this shake. I can do my part to make sure that I give myself the best possible outcome by doing all the necessary steps and nutrition being one of them. I think chemotherapy is probably one of the most feared things that people are afraid of. I mean, you know, you, have, you have cancer and you go, oh my goodness, I got to have chemo. Oh, it's hair loss. I don't know if I'm going to lose weight. You see all these movies and you see the effects of chemotherapy and you hear the horror story. So for you to come mm-hmm. in and educate us on that, it's, it's so important. I, I think I think you can eliminate a lot of that fear. Yes, you can definitely help. But yes, uh, chemotherapy, is, you have something bad already with cancer and then you may have the potential to make it worse. You know, with chemotherapy, even if it does help, and yes, it does help and it's necessary, but we can make it better. We can make it easier. We can make it more effective. It's amazing. It's amazing what you're doing, Dr. Ash. I'm so happy that you're out here promoting this. And I would love to continue to have you on our show to talk more on the different subjects that we talked about. Because, you know, another thing that has that's on people's minds at this point is immune systems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, especially with the whole COVID right now. And how, how do we do that? How do you boost that? And then also for the cancer patients that, as you talked about, they come in with this diet and their immune system, the inflammation. So I would love to bring you back on the show and maybe discuss some of those topics as well. Would that be something you'd be willing to do? Oh, I would love to. I would love to. There's so many more topics to talk about. Immunity, obviously, is one of them with the COVID. And actually, recently, I've been working on a supplement to boost immunity, which is all natural and, again, a proven ingredient. So I would love to talk about that. 
as well as nutrition pre and post surgery and nutrition to improve nerve pain, neuropathy, whether it's the chemotherapy induced or diabetes, which 40 million people in the United States have diabetes and yeah. over 80% of them will eventually have nerve pain or neuropathy. So it's a debilitating and extremely common problem. I'd love to talk about all that. Yes. Oh, we would love to have you back to have your expertise and help to help navigate some of the patients that are going through this would be amazing. And I think they would appreciate it. And again, I just want to thank you so much for joining us here on All Talk Oncology, Dr. Ash. You are doing things that we can only appreciate. And I can't say enough how much all of us, I'm sure, will appreciate what you're doing. Well, I really appreciate you, Kenny, and, and also letting me talking to you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So I wanted to recap some of the things discussed in the interview, and hopefully you can walk away with some of the gems. One of the things mentioned was making sure that you get enough high quality protein. In your diet, this was very important. If you recall, Dr. Ash mentioned throughout the discussion how important that you get high quality protein into your diet regimen while under treatments. Another point was sugar. Dr. Ash talked about sugar doesn't cause cancer, but it does feed it. So we want to watch out for our sugar intake. Now, he also brought out that we cannot eliminate sugar altogether because our bodies need it, but that we should be careful and watch out for our sugar surges. And the last thing is that during this cancer journey, there are a lot of things that you cannot control along the way. But one of the things that you can take control of is your diet. So get involved. He said that get involved with your treatments by taking control of your diet. And this is something that you can start doing now. So again, I want to thank everyone who tuned in today. Here's where you will find up-to-date cancer discussions with industry experts and leading professionals that can help you in your cancer fight. You are not alone in this. We are in this together. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. And until again, I'm out.